what fucking timeline are we in? What is this shit? Cyberpunk. We're in cyberpunk. But yo, wouldn't wouldn't uh, Nikolai tracksuit wear one of these tracksuits though? No, Fuck no, no. He is a man of leisure, but also practicality. That's he true. would rock the sweetest fucking Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, I, okay, Adidas. He's not uh, that's, wasting that's money true. on fucking Louis Vuitton. Yeah, I could. Yeah, no, I can understand that. He's a man so, of the people, mostly trafficking people, but of the people. <laughs> so I welcome all these new partnerships. In fact, I've just got breaking word. Um, Affliction has now officially teamed up with the Capcom Cup, About and will be. Time gearing all of our FGC Street Fighter players for the Capcom Cup this weekend. Um, so congratulations to them. Um, C4. Are you, are you serious? No, Wait, no, he's kidding. No, no. no this, uh, but the thing is, I can't tell. No, I, that's why I love that's it. That's the like, problem. This is kind of like, to, to make a sports reference, this is like making fun of the Philadelphia Fob. Flyers, you can just say shit now, and no one knows if you're just making shit up, and retroactively it, mo- it might come true. I just assumed you were just reading this somewhere. Straight up. <laughs> I wish. It's just, yeah, man, if anybody has their pulse on on the, the feel of fashion, it's League of Legends players who sometimes have problems finding deodorant. Or is that Smash players? That's both. Okay. Like, <sighs> though it was wasn't it a Very thing both. at the last uh, uh, at the last Evo that like the Smash area was especially kind of um, every fighting game tournament ever. The Smash <laughs> tournament air er- the Smash area is especially fragrant. Oh, I, I I'm hard on Smash players. I know, and maybe they don't deserve it, but they fucking deserve it. In this case, yes, this is a thing. I, I've I've just gotten uh, word. Yeah, there is a new partnership that's been announced. Uh, Trojan Condoms will now be sponsoring Smash players. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, number one eighty-two. So I, I can am... hear you smirking over there, Alex. Don't you fucking <laughs> say it. I can hear the grin spreading. I can hear it bubbling up in your soul. I will fly to Portland, hunt you down with wolves if you say it. Don't waste your time, Charlie. You're already a voice inside my head. I will accept this as not having said it still. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point, you guys! Yeah! Time to get my wolves. <laughs> yep. So, as you can tell, everybody's here. So, I'm Henry, a.k.a. Nomad Har, a.k.a. Kraken Zero. And with me, as always, is Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak Undivided. Yo. And... Alex, aka Mave Online. Yeah. So for, for this he... podcast, you can call me Tom. Uh, Charlie, See, it's the small be... things like this that piss me Travis. off, Alex. 
<laughs> and that's the best reference we're gonna have on this one. So, oh, don't worry, we've got an entire like two hours of recording for you to make plenty of. Blink if you find songs. a way to work in their actually good songs, and by that I mean like the two I don't hate, I will be impressed because there's no natural way to use those in a sentence. <laughs> Hold on, Henry. What's my name again? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right we're already off to a rousing start (laughs) oh man yeah no it's it's gonna be a good podcast and not because of all the pun potential that i didn't realize until like maybe five minutes ago um yes it'll be perfect um but yeah i guess we should talk about our our weeks uh Charlie by far has the most interesting notes so far that we saw, and I, I only have like three items, and one of them is like, "Well, what the fuck is that?" Okay, yep. we have we have to open. Okay, I, can I just say I'm publicly out of here? I'm just gonna say it. One of his notes is appetizers and six pound baby Jesus. Yep, that's, that's all the context we have for this. And I had to text my wife to ask, like, "Hey, there was something I was gonna add to my podcast notes this week. What was it?" And she responds back with appetizers and six pound baby Jesus. And I go, "Right, that." <laughs> so, on that note, Henry, unless there are any objections on your part, I would love to hear how this comes into a story. This is yes. just. This is this is Charlie Mad Libs right now. It's essentially oh, yeah. what we have. So Charlie, if you please. I, it's, 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 I guess we'll do this one first because there's two other things I got up to. Uh, mo- I, the simple was I had to fix more bullshit on my house. Like, homeownership is a wonderful nightmare. And again, the previous owner of my house was a goddamn idiot. But and on to six-pound baby Jesus and appetizers. Uh, so the holiday party for the company I work for was this previous week. Or was this yeah previous week, not weekend. We're still on the weekend we're recording this and I, I don't know how you two attend holiday work functions but like me and Jen typically take the approach of how do we maximize the fact we had to come to this bullshit no, that sounds fair so and on our way to this we pass so this is another thing from where I live the, the, the wonders of my area there is a drive through nativity scene like a block and a half from my house. And in typical this area fashion, certain parts of it are really well done, but then also, like, I guess the angel that appeared above the manger, I'm Jewish, I don't fucking know the nativity stuff, is just on, like, a fucking boom lift that's not well disguised, (laughs) just, like, hanging out 40 feet up in the air above all this bullshit, and... We don't go through it at first. We drive by it. We're like, okay, that's a thing. We should check out at some point because that looks weird. And go to the holiday party. The entire fucking night we're at the holiday party, we keep telling people about this bullshit. (laughs) And and then we come back around like 11, like not super late, but not super early. And it's still fucking open. So we go through this thing and it is in some ways the most like of my area thing possible where like at the end there's a exit and free prayer turnoffs uh lane for it what I, you had a drive through prayers were uh, were available and like at the end they hand me and Jen two candy canes and a bible <laughs> 
through like a window as we're pulling as we're finishing up this thing and like what? the entire drive through of this thing is like man this is better than i thought it would be and also equally as bad you 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 missed you should have if i were you i would totally would have said happy hanukkah i I was just kind of too shocked from driving through it, like, because everything was great, where they had, like, the first, like, vignette, they had an actual horse, but somehow, in typical Sunland Tahunga fashion, the horse looked and acted stoned? I don't know how you get a horse stoned for a nativity scene, but this horse was stoned, like, standing perfectly still and, like, weirdly transfixed by lights off in the distance. You could tell it by looking at this thing. And then you oh. had the fucking angel in the boom lift, like, just up there, and they're blaring something, but, like, it threw a shitty speaker, so it's, like, it's it's obviously, like, the story of the nativity scene or something, but it sounds also, oh. like, just as much like something being pre-recorded as it does, like, a fucking Charlie Brown parent talking, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, but, like, God, I'm like, what the shit is this? And we're in a car, like, we were driving through the church parking lot to do this, like, and it starts off great, because we're like, turn off your headlights, and we're like, man, it'd be a shame if we ran over a nativity scene this way by accident. But then, like, because camels are expensive, they don't have camels, but they have, like, six of the worst camel cutouts possible. Like, each one of these, it's like, it's a full-size camel cutout that, like, someone spent the time to do a good tracing of, but then let, like, a fucking armless five-year-old draw the camel part on. It was amazing. And, like, (laughs) again, like, me and Jenna, like, we cannot laugh while we're here. So we exit, get, like, just a little bit out of it, and then we both just fucking crack up in the car. Like, I am drunk from the party, and she's like, what the <laughs> shit did we just go through? And I'm like, that was a drive through nativity scene. <laughs> I got Nothing a Bible says- now. She's like, I'm surprised you didn't burst into flames. I'm like, me too. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's- <sighs> that's that's a thing. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I've never, I have to say, I've never, and this is, this is interesting, me coming from where I come from, the Bible yeah. Belt, the buckle of the Bible Belt, I've never been to a drive through nativity scene. I had never been, I, I'd never been aware of such a thing, like, I think this is also the first year they've done this, I do not remember this happening mm. last year or the year before that, I'm not, did we live here last two years ago? I, I don't. This is the first memory of this thing I have. But so, like, we get out of it, we get, like, a safe 100 feet away, and there's just silence in the car. And it's broken by Jen going, Six pound baby Jesus! America! The fucking Ricky Bobby thing from, um, maybe you guys, from Talladega Nights. And we just both start howling at this. Like, the entire rest of the way home. It's just like, Six pound baby Jesus sitting in a manger, people driving by! <laughs> they had an actual baby for the Jesus too, and it's cold out. Like every part of this was fucking Sunland Tonga. But it was nice they did it. It was fun. Like the production value was shockingly high. Except when it wasn't. <laughs> Costuming was great, but then like also there was just a fucking boom lift with the boredest looking angel on it ever. Just like, yep, <laughs> I'm in a boom lift, and I'm like, you are awfully bored for an angel in a boom lift. 
I'm always disappointed whenever I see depictions of angels because they don't. I've never see them like in the manger scenes or anything like that, or like on top of a tree, made to where that they are the way they are described in the in like in the like New Testament. Well, like in the weirdest art. way possible, Bayonetta the franchise does it's the, the best job of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you if you actually read Revelations, they are freakish like. Six-winged creatures full of eyes, nightmares, yeah, covered in eyes and like, they yeah they are Lovecraftian nightmares. Yeah. They are not humanoid remotely. That's not the way they're described at all. It's like, and so it makes sense if you know anything about the story. It's just like, yeah, like because it was like, oh, the angels came to the the people, the, the ranchers or whatever, you know, people in the fields and the, they were afraid. Yeah, I'd be fucking afraid if I saw, like, a a six-winged thing covered in eyes yelling at me. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd probably might just die. Yeah. I mean, that, so, but yeah, I want to see that on top of a tree. See, uh, I, you know, you want, you want your, yeah. you want your realism. I want to see that monstrosity topping a tree. That would be amazing. And and floating over a manger. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. But, yes, that, that is why <laughs> in my show notes for this week, I have appetizers and six-pound baby juice. And I'm sure I'm missing, like, I'm forgetting some part of this story. Like, because it was the entire evening of us talking shit about this thing, leading up to it, going through it, and then being like, oh, we didn't talk enough shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the the other big thing and, and more pre- uh, prevalent to this topic of, of the podcast we do is um I've been playing Destiny 2 Season of the Dawn. I think that's what it's called. It's so goddamn confusing. Is that the new uh, season? Yes. It, it should just be called Destiny 2 Season of Saint 14 because mm-hmm. this is the confusing part. The holiday event in Destiny is called the Dawning. And... I okay, think that's this only se- slightly confusing. And I think this season is literally called Season of the Dawn, and it contains the dawning, and like a week or two it kicks off. So, the, the us intellectuals in the Destiny community are just referring to this as Season of Saint-14, because it might as well fucking be Season of Saint-14. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to Saint-14, because I'm like, man, this is a really good season somehow. Like, as much as I enjoyed last season of Destiny, I've really enjoyed Season of the Dawn so far, mostly because it rewards you for kind of doing whatever you want. Like, the main event is this thing called the Hourglass, and the game, kind of in not-so-specific terms, says, like, yeah, for now, only run the Hourglass when you have to. Sorry, not Hourglass, Sundial, my bad. Other time devices we no longer use in this area, (laughs) in this era of time tracking kind of thing, because like in the game flow it says like, hey, for the next couple weeks we're going to be unlocking more obelisks, and obelisks are how you get sundial loot. But hey, here's a bunch of other stuff you can do while you're kind of unlocking the stuff you can right now, and that's been really cool to do. Like, the, the, it, the game's like, yeah, go fucking do stuff in Gambit. We don't fucking care where you do this. Just go do these things wherever you want. And it will count. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so I can just play out the Gambit and do this? Yeah, you can totally do that. I've gotten two of the pinnacle weapons. Um, the buzzard is just a ridiculous sidearm. Like, it's 
it's one of the coolest pinnacle weapons they've added in a long time. Like it's not as good as recluse or mountaintop are, but it's like more fun than both of those are. I'm working on the gambit shotgun called Python. I don't know if I'll bother getting the crucible linear fusion rifle. I, at the same time, it that pinnacle, sorry, that um ritual weapon has turned the crucible into a hilarious nightmare where there's a certain gun called the um arbalist, which is essentially in Destiny Universe, a vacuum that shoots giant metal spikes at people. It's not what it actually is. It's a pri- it's a linear fusion rifle that goes in your primary slot. But based on what that means, it's essentially a rail gun, which is kind of cool, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but to get this ritual weapon done, you basically have to be running that weapon right now. And it's not a very good weapon. So much so that, like, the memes coming out of it have been, like, that Rick and Morty thing where it's like, what is my purpose to get me this fucking uh, ritual weapon? Oh. <laughs> no one actually <laughs> oh. wants to be doing this. <laughs> no, but I-, I am having a lot of fun with this. The changes so far have been good. It feels like it's well-paced. Uh, the a- the activity, the uh, the sundial, is weird in the best way possible. Like, so it's... It's, um, it's more like the menagerie from... Um, the season of opulence that was two seasons ago, the final season of year two, where you go in, you fill a bar by doing activities, and each activity is still shoot stuff in the goddamn face, but a little bit different, each kind of thing. One of them involves holding points, one of them involves throwing explosives at things, and there's a boss fight and stuff. I'm not sure I've done the third one yet, but it's it works well. It's very fun to do, and it's hard. Like, the level is appropriately difficult, and the loot is well-flowing, and most of the things like, hey, are you still trying to get us a Nagi? Cool. Every, uh, the majority of things to make progress in this season revolve around you just kind of going around doing stuff as normal. Like, get 100 grenade launcher kills. We don't care where. We don't care how. Yeah, you can go to the EDZ if you want and just burn grenade launcher kills or you can go do something you actually want to do. At least as a casual, hardcore player of that game, I really appreciate these changes. A lot of smart things have happened, and my my personal favorite thing, and it's really sad that it is my personal favorite thing, but it is, so fuck it, is they've added... So those finishers, and Alex is a huge fan of the finishers because they're badass. Yep. Yeah, so they now have finish. They have finisher playlist, meaning you can tag of the finishers you have. You can have the ones you want to see at random, so we'll, we'll kind of cycle through. So it's not the same finisher every single time. And as part of the season pass for this season, they added the Saint Fourteen headbutt, which is this beautiful. You form a hard like construct of Saint Fourteen's head, stroke a hand back through your helmet mohawk, and then headbutt something to death. But they also added Guile-style flash kick. And it's equally awesome. Like, I don't know which is my favorite. Like, they also added a fucking Captain Falcon punch, which is also awesome. I don't have that one, but now I I have that thing set right now where it's the crazy drop kick, the headbutt, or the fucking flash kick. And every time I use them, they make me so unbelievably happy. (laughs) I, th- I think the flash kick is my favorite one because there's just something like the headbutt is a very strong second and I love the headbutt one 
because it's the more Charlie one. But the flash kick <laughs> one is great because it's my character doing a backflip to like kick the head off of a giant murder robot or something. And I'm like, this is what Street Fighter was always building to, wasn't it? <laughs> this is the future we deserve. Could I shoot this with a gun? Yeah. Am I gonna flash kick it though? Yeah. I, it's great. It, uh, some people have been complaining about how much stuff is still in the Eververse, which I I don't know if that's a fair complaint at this point, because the game is free to play, and Season Pass does give you a lot of stuff, and I get it, like the idea of I want this season stuff in that thing is a valid complaint, but also there's so much fucking stuff that can drop now through the Legacy Engram system. It's such a big loot pool, it's kind of a yeah, you'll probably get it eventually, and there's a knockout system, so you're probably not going to get the same thing twice for the most part. Hmm. So it's, you're, you're slowly building your collection of like a, a cosmetics at that point. I, it's Yeah, I, I'm, I'm generally a fan of this season, though. I've, I've had a lot of fun so far. They've made a lot of good changes, I think. I'm having fun. Getting Saint-14's shotgun again is cool. I, the sundial is good. Hanging out with Osiris more is cool. Like, I, it's there have been a lot of great memes that have come out of it too, where it's like, this is what I. Most of them revolve around, this is what Curse of Osiris probably should have been, and that's a very true feeling thing. Like, this also only costs 10 bucks if you bought it kind of piecemeal. So mm. it's. You're getting a lot of value for 10 bucks, I think. It's. Mm. Where I'm not sure I could quite sell Season of the Undying as like a good investment because it was so weird. This one I could probably, if, if, if you're like in the free-to-play thing and you're thinking about getting more into Destiny, this is definitely worth the money, I think. Like, I'm having a blast with it so far, and they're bringing back some old sh- some old weapons. Like, my, my favorite, the uh, Hawthorne's Field Ford shotgun has a refresh where now it's, like, relevant again with new um with the current uh, weapon drop system where it gets all the mod slots it used to, it now would have had that it wasn't getting previously. So, it's fun seeing that back. Like, they're they're recycling some stuff back into the system, which I know some people are going, no, there's recent cut, and they are, but it's nice seeing some fan-favorite guns return to relevancy and actually being useful again, and they can be hunted and pursued, because I love Field Force Shotgun. It's ridiculous. It's a full-auto shotgun. One of the few ones in the game. It's fast. Yeah. But that's about it, really. I, yeah. Who wants to go next? Uh, I, I can go next. Sure. Okay, so uh, the house hunt continues. I did go see a pretty cool one recently, um, but it. <laughs> so there are some things about it that are interesting. Like they have a really huge basement and all that, and it's uh, it's, there we were there when it was raining, and we saw a little bit of water leaking in through the basement walls. Never what you want to see. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Probably not going to go through with that one, which mm. is a shame, because I really, really like that one. There are um, ways to fix that, but they are expensive. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm sure. So, um, but yes, I, uh, I did, uh, buy myself a new keyboard, uh, for myself. I bought a Ooh. HyperX Alloy Origins, and it feels real good. It is, it is a solid fucking keyboard. Is it another sure. nightmare mechanical keyboard? Uh, no, it's actually a little bit more quieter. Huh. Yeah, no, I, I definitely say, I have to say, I am definitely feeling this by Bleak 182 from the 2003 album. Um, 
<laughs> also, uh, so I don't know. Do you guys, you guys know Jack Black did a commercial a long time ago uh, for Atari? Yes, I saw that come up recently, and I thought that was weird. I didn't know that was him. So I guess he did a commercial, and they redid it for the new Jumanji movie with like him and Karen Gillan and Dwayne Johnson. The campaign for that movie has been pretty entertaining too. The it fake is. holidays and say, shit. I have to say I really enjoy it and I look forward to this uh this season's episode of The Rock Show by Blink182. Um also mm. <laughs> <laughs> So uh my anniversary is actually coming up. Uh we we well I decided that uh we were going to go to a dinner, dinner mystery theater. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. no. So I look forward to reporting back on that this, uh, this next podcast. So we'll see if it's a good show or if, it's, uh, if it goes down on the, uh, what is it, our Krampus list, get in the bag. Mm. So who knows? We'll see. I don't know if that can go on the Krampus list because that will be next week. I think at this point that'll be the Krampus cast. That's true. Yep. Yeah. So, but it's actually not. Um, it's it's our anniversary of us officially being together because the other date last month would actually be our first date. A song from "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" from the 2000 album or 2003 album. Of no. Like no. <laughs> hey, look, Charlie. It's not often I can get away with this, okay? You have to let you me enjoy all the small things. You can't get away with this. And I already you made a small me... things joke. You can't reuse the same bad one I, twice. I absolutely can. I absolutely can. No, you okay? can't. That's not the point of this horrible exercise. <laughs> no. Uh, I Don't worry. I've got plenty more to go. Uh, the other thing, too, is like, you know, obviously it's all holidays and I'm up here in Oregon, so it's going to be a little weird. I actually, I won't be home for Christmas. Is this uh, your another first song Christmas by Blink One Eighty Two? No, this is the second one. Okay. Yeah, I won't be home for Christmas. Another song from Blink One Eighty Two. I've got plenty more. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just actually literally looking down the list of songs. I figured it might be. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> no, absolutely not cheating. And it's okay. I get it. At some point, you'll be bored to death. A song by Blink One Eighty Two. It's the saying a song by Blink-182 after it that makes me the most angry. <laughs> like, you could just make the reference and I'd be like, yeah, I know, I know. A lot of my friends like Blink-182. I know most of their bullshit. <sighs> what can I say? Blame it on my youth. I do. A song by Blink-182 is from their Fuck own. Fuck you! <laughs> you die in a fire caused by your alive Christmas tree. Oh... Are you saying you really wish you hated me? Don't wish. Very much do. Oh, perfect, because that's a song by Blink-182 as well. <laughs> so, Henry, what have you been up to? Oh, okay. <laughs> Shallow graving you, Alex. Shallow graving you. <sighs> Alright, so... As far as gaming-wise... Um, didn't really do a whole lot gaming. Um, mainly played a lot of, uh, stuff for my classic consoles. Just kind of played some on my NES, on my Genesis, on my Sega Master System. And, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I, yeah, I just didn't feel like, I guess, playing a game that had been made in the last, you know, 
20 years. So. <laughs> well, la-dee-da. Mm. Someone's got their hipster hat on a hipster hat. Uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess my limited ability to play games on my PC right now. So I still, uh, so I was just like, you know what, I hadn't played some of these games in a while. I'll, I'll break some of them out. Plus, I had been playing Zelda 2 anyways, so that kind of made me feel like playing some other NES games. But. I keep waiting for you to say I've restarted playing Myst or something. I'll just be like, oh, son of a bitch. I saw the remake of Myst. Oh, son of a bitch. Right. But I'm not interested in playing it, really. I played the original, so. But I... Alright, so I was watching an anime this week, as I usually do. I've been watching a new one called Laid Back Camp. And it's on Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. It's super good. It's essentially about camping. It's actually about actual camping, like camping out in the woods. And it revolves around essentially four main characters. Like, it it starts with one of them who is this uh, girl that likes to camp solo. Generally speaking, like she likes to go out on her own and just kind of camp. Usually in the winter, because it's quieter and there aren't bugs around. Well, biting bugs around so much. So, yeah. It, but it's super chill. It's like really, really relaxed. Like, the pace is just easygoing, it's just kind of happy, and it's about happy stuff, and so, I guess I was kind of looking for a break of something not so super serious, or like, because I had been watching Dodoro, like, the last couple of weeks, and that was super good, but this one is just sort of, like, fun and comfy, and about camping, and yeah, it's, it's really cool, it's just kind of, yeah, just about, it's... About four characters that like camping. And it also, what's kind of cool is if you go on Crunchyroll, they also include these sort of other vignettes with a, a live action vignettes, which are just like this host kind of sh going through this is how to do camping. Like just kind of the basics of camping. It's, it, it's actually pretty cool. It's really informative if you've never gone camping before. I feel like I've now, heard about this somewhere else. Like, it's an aggressively chill show. Yeah. It, like, super chill show. And it's really happy, and it's lighthearted. It's just kind of nice. It's fun to watch, and, and it's and they go to real sites. Yeah. Like, they're going, like, the characters in the anime actually go to real places and real campsites that exist. Oh. So that's... I think I know where I remember this thing from. I, I've yet to watch hmm. it, but, um... Uh, Jeff Gersman of Giant Bomb fame, and definitely not anyone we know. Uh, the they did a, the Giant Bomb did a podcast at one point that was him and a guy named Dan Riker watching all of the original Dragon Ball Z stuff because they got in like at the age of like almost forty <laughs> and over forty, I think, or very close to being forty. They got into mm. Dragon Ball Z because of Dragon Ball Fighters, and as a mm. result, they're like, we need to find other anime stuff to watch because it feels weird to just be watching Dragon Ball and. He got way into this camping show, like to the point where he's like, "Yeah, if I have a bad day, I go home and like watch two episodes of this goddamn camping show because it's just so obnoxiously chill." It's like, it's again, like, you like the first time you watch like, "Oh, things are gonna go south." No, it's just people fucking camping in the woods and how you go about doing that and not being an asshole, and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the characters are really sort of happy, and they they. Yeah. They have their distinct personalities, you know, they're 
sort of character arcs as well. There yeah. are actual character arcs as well. Yeah, it's but like it's every show because... is not someone falling into a river and almost getting eaten by a bear or something. It's like, oh no, no, we left matches at home. How do we start a fire in the wood without matches? Here's how yep. you do it because we have survival skills. Yep, and and all sorts of things that are that are really like useful to know. But yeah, I uh, I see. I've I used to go camping quite a bit. I haven't since I've been in California for some reason. I well, one part is is like there's an investment there, and I don't have the camping stuff I used to have. I don't have any of it practically, and so yeah, I used to have a really cool low profile tent, which mean meant that it, not very tall, but also the wind is never going to knock it over. It's specifically for that. But yeah, I I missed that tent. I gave it away. Um, but yeah, I yeah I used to go camping a bit and. Oddly enough, I kind of preferred to camp in the winter. <laughs> so usually you'll... Uh, and kind of for that reason, because it is quieter, and, uh, and a certain type of vacation I enjoy is quiet vacations and relaxed, super chill vacations, uh, where I just kind of sit and s- stare into space, I guess. You know, stare at the stars, you stare at the wilderness, whatever. See, one thing is, it's like, and I've actually mentioned this before, and this is the weird thing about it. I don't really have a sense of sort of, oh, that mountain is beautiful, or this, you know, that thing is beautiful. I just kind of enjoy the environment, but I don't, I don't know, it's weird to describe, like, why I like camping, but where I don't get the same sense of, I don't know. I get a different sense of awe from nature than I think some people I talk to about it that talk about, you know, beautiful vista. I'm just like, I enjoy it. It's slightly, I think it's a slightly different feeling. But in any case, yeah, this anime definitely reminded me of that and reminded me that I would, it would be nice uh, when I get a budget again, get in my budget to actually replenish and buy some camping goods and stuff and go out and because there's camping all around here there's camping like an obnoxious place. amount of camping mm. yeah and so and there's even free places to go that you don't even have to pay to camp there so i mean that are already kind of set up for it so that makes it a lot easier and so yeah i just yeah just gather stuff for camping and and go because i go to kind of cut off like, you know, and I guess that's the reason, one of the reasons a lot of people go is just sort of, like, to clock out of the digital world, I think, and just sort of relax and not have things around you that are buzzing and beeping and, you know, and so it's it's kind of nice, and then I like the winter because then you can just kind of get cozy, have, like, some coffee warmed up and going and or some tea or and read a book. And it's just kind of nice. But yeah, uh, that's, and that's what this anime is. It's just people sort of, yeah, relaxing and camping and having a nice, fun, happy time. And, but yeah, the, yeah, it, I think, yeah, I definitely agree with the sentiment that if you're having a bad day, this is some, or just a stressful day, or just a lot of, yeah, watch this and it, it can lift your mood. Let because it wash it's just, over you. Yeah, it's just really pleasant. It's mm. one of those really pleasant animes, and uh, yeah, and it's yeah, it's you don't really have to 
think too hard while you're watching it, but it's still informative, if, especially if you've never gone camping before. I mean, there's definitely some things that they've mentioned that, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that before, and I'd been camping for a long time, so, yeah. But, yeah, that was that was my week, watching relaxing anime and playing old stuff, old, very old games that thankfully still work. I do still think it's interesting that the Master System, my Sega Master System, managed to outlast the Genesis that I had. The Genesis stopped working. The Master System's still going strong. Interesting. But, that's, anyway, that's my week. So, that means it's time for news? I guess news! News! I'm impressed you didn't turn the beeping into a Blink-182 song. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. Missed opportunity. <laughs> I could play another song if you want. I could play Adam's song. Nope. No, no we're getting right into it with the most tragic <laughs> thing to befall the gaming industry this week. And it is that Redbox is ending its video game rentals. That's crazy, but absolutely not surprised. Oh, yeah, no. It was the most about shit getting stolen. As someone who is a oh, huge yeah. fan of the Redbox video game rental system... A, it seemed criminal. B, it was so easy to do criminal stuff to it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't surprise me at all that yeah. this is gonna, oh, gonna yeah, fucking no. get rid of the rentals. Yeah. Way more expensive for a game than for a Blu-ray, just straight up. Well, and way yep. more incentive to steal it, too. Yeah. And obnoxiously easy to steal it. Yeah. So, not super surprised on that one. Oh, no. But... It's a damn tragedy, and I will indeed miss it. I'm going to kind of burn through some um, individual newses, I guess, before we get to... we have So, we have the Game Awards, there's a Nintendo Indie event, and a uh, PlayStation State of Play that all happened in this past week. And yep. there's also some other stuff we want to talk about. We're, we're probably going to mix in the Nintendo and Sony State of Play. We're going to save the Game Awards stuff for the end. So... Yep. Uh, what to do next? Um, let's do an easy one. Uh, confirmed they are definitely making Resident Evil Three, and I think I now have to go play the first the the two Resident Evil remakes to completion that exist now. Like I, Nemesis is the only Resident Evil game I genuinely love, and they're making a third one now, so I kind of feel obligated to go play the other two. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and I've I've watched. Well, I've only watched people play the second one, uh, play Resident Evil 2, and it looks great, and it looks like it plays pretty solidly, like, like they didn't, yeah, it just, yeah, I, and I imagine they're just gonna use the same engine to remake Resident Evil 3, and, yeah, I expect it to be pretty solid, pretty good. Yeah, it, the fan favoritism of Mr. X, and, mm, yes. 2 has led me really excited for 3, because for those who don't remember Resident mm -hmm. Evil that much, Mr. X wasn't as big a part of Resident Evil 2 as he was in the remake, which I think is a great choice on their part. Like, he is as mm -hmm. involved in 2 as Nemesis is in 3, so I'm yeah. really curious how Nemesis is going to work in 3, and maybe they tone him back some, maybe they make the mechanics different, I don't know, I just Nemesis is one of my favorite Resident Evil characters. Like, which he rolls around yelling "Stars," <laughs> which 
if you're gonna have a big lunkhead murder monster character, the idea of just kind of wandering around going stars makes me unbelievably happy. Like it's its only mission is to hunt down stars members so it knows one goddamn word. Yeah, no, that, that covers it for the most part. I I think Jill's redesign looks fucking fantastic for that character. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been very pleased that I've modernized all the characters. I think the fact that they're still offering the kind of classic Jill look as an option, but also I think the new design for her looks fucking great. Like, it's like, yeah, no, this is more of an action game than that previous one was. This is, this is the actioneer version of Jill Valentine for Resident Evil 3. Fantastic. Well done. In kind of a, and this will bleed into some other stuff, but we're going to talk about it now because it's a little bit of an unprecedented thing. Uh, MLB's the, uh, the show has historically been a PlayStation 4 exclusive game, and it is viewed as one of, if not the best, kind of ongoing franchises of baseball. It's also currently the only major league baseball games on the market because they have the deal with them. And this is the one that famously, like Sony, every, only puts one out every other year and they skip it, and they just kind of take the penalty on that because they want to make it good, and people often seem to respond really well to this. Like, the, the MLB The Show stuff has been a ongoingly well-received thing in the circles that care about it, and it's going to be coming to other platforms now, it seems. It's not quite clear what that means, but it would make sense that that means um, Xbox and PC, hypothetically. It's becoming a multi- Sorry, to read the exact quote, today MLB and MLB players and Sony San Diego and PlayStation announced multi-year, multi-platform video game partnership extensions uh, for MLB The Show. No further details on what that means just yet, but Nintendo and Microsoft got out there and were like, yo, MLB The Show on their Twitters, which points towards at least coming to one of them, probably. Yep. Fucking wild times, man. Wild times. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't. I've like never, almost never played a, a baseball game. Like, I will ever. always have a special fondness for MLB The Show because one of the years I was at E3, they had a sports bar in the parking lot where you could get shitty beer for free and sit down in air conditioned <laughs> environment. And yeah, yeah. it was nice, and I somehow wound up with, like, an egregious number of drink tickets for it. I don't know <laughs> how. I kept talking to people, and they're like, have you been to the MLB The Show booth? And I'm like, no. And they're like, have a drink ticket. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I think it was the end of my <laughs> second day that's when I cashed them all in. Like, yeah, because it was that, and they, that's where I saw them drawn to death and, like, um, guns up. Like, they had, like, an indie showcase in it at one point and that's where i met i got to meet david jaffe there kind of thing like it was it was fun i'm like okay cool here's drink tickets and the guy's like i'm only supposed to redeem one i'm like but i have six he's like fair point have six dole them out i'm like cool <laughs> hopefully that's got no one in trouble but good luck figuring out who the fuck that was yeah i know <laughs> as far as baseball games go it's good mm. i don't like baseball games i yeah. i've Played a few of them before. They're actually pretty fun. Yeah, it's been a long time though since I played like a baseball video game. I guess for me is it's still about as boring as watching a baseball game. I would argue me. the video game is more fun than watching it at this point. But oh you're no, not definitely far more off. fun. Yeah, definitely more fun, but not enough to make me want to play it. Yeah. Um. The only the only sports games I've really ever played have been 
soccer and hockey? Is there pretty much like action the entire time? You're constantly doing things the entire time, so it it's kind of hard to be boring when yeah. you're just constantly engaged. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Vanquish and the original Bayonetta are getting remastered, and it's real cool. Bayonetta's getting remastered. It's cooler. Vanquish is getting remastered because that PC release of it was a bit of a train wreck. But yeah. see, I actually picked up the Bayonetta not remastered. It's yeah. just the release for Steam. I have not had a chance to play it yet. I I don't know how good that port is. The PC no release of Bayonetta is great. The Vanquish release is fine. It has it. I think they fixed it by now. But at release, it had a problem where the damage uh, system was linked to frame data. So if you exceeded mm. 30 frames a second, you took like double damage, or it scaled oh. depending on multiples Weird. of 30. It was a real problem. You could get like one shot by a low-level enemy if you're running like 120 frames a second. It was a bizarre thing, but I, as someone who did a kind of full playthrough of Vanquish at one point on our cha- on the Something Wicked Studios channel, and just thinks Vanquish is a fantastically underrated, weird-ass game, anything that gets that game back out into public conscious so that maybe we get a sequel someday, I am all for. Because that game is weird in the best way possible. It's short, too. You can beat that game in like four hours, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But that's like the point of that game. Like in so many weird ways, that game is meant to be played start to finish in one sitting. Because mm. it's all about the runs, man, and about doing sick ass knee slides and hit killing enemies while doing sick ass knee slides. <laughs> uh, do, you, do either of you guys know anything about Vanquish? <laughs> now that I'm realizing I'm talking about it in weird ways. No, I never played it because I don't. So you were a dude. Have... You were a dude in a power armor. And the power armor's only job is to make you go faster, essentially. So, like, a big chunk of the game is time kind of dilation, and then, like, mm. sprinting, engaging jets, so you, like, knee-slide for, like, 80 miles an hour across the ground while shooting. Like, it is a cover shooter that lets you, like, jet-propel yourself from cover to cover. It is nuts. And you can play it like a lame-ass Gears of War clone, or you can be a man and, like, fucking, like, power-tackle enemies using your sick-ass rocket kicks. It is such a weird game. Mm. Mm. That reviewed terribly, because people like, the cover system's bad. Like, I think Platinum got out there and was like, why are you using the cover system? It only exists to let the powers recharge, and then you go back to using the powers. Did you <laughs> not realize you get free time dilation while power sliding? Yeah. It's a cool game. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft PS4 is getting crossplay finally. Like full on crossplay across the board, or what are we talking? About? That is what um, it reads as, yes. Yeah. See, the other versions already had it, but the PS4 was lagging for whatever reason. It also didn't even have the newest version, so they've got the newest version on that. That's the other announcement: the newest version of oh. Minecraft will be on there too. So everybody get yeah. the Minecraft on there. I mean, Minecraft just recently had a big boom again. Like, kind of, in popularity, kind of a big boost this year. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think, like, Minecraft, I think, has been one of the most consistently popular type of videos on YouTube. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me that it's still so well followed and still things going on with it. Like, it's one of those games I've just been following on for yeah, a I long go, time. I go back to it every so often. I have it. I, I have a Minecraft account. Yeah, I go back to it every so often. 
So, and yeah, it's just kind of fun to cruise around in it, whether you're in, you know, the free mode or the adventure mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird one to talk about because nothing's been announced, announced, but a new Bioshock appears to be in the works. 2K got out there and announced that they were working on something a few months back, but we now have more information. Maybe they finally officially said they're doing it. Yeah, they've they've officially created a studio just yes. for that kind of a sub studio of their you know studio within their company. But yeah, yep. it's called Cloud Chamber, which is a fucking badass name that was also a part of the um, Xbox Scorpio project. <laughs> yeah, the original guy who directed Bioshock One and Infinite is not going to be a part of this. That's what's Kevin Levine, I think his name was? Yeah, Ken Levine. Ken Levine, sorry, Kevin Levine's someone else. But some of the other people who are involved in, like, the others will be a part of it, so... Yeah, I'm trying to find that the new studio head is... Not a bad choice, but kind of an interesting choice, given her background of what she's done previously. Kelly Gilmore. Yeah, not of... of... Fire Axis Games. Yeah. Which, yeah, well, we'll have to see. I mean, that's... You know, I... I think, and this is a total side note, a bit too much credit is given to sort of, like, the director of a game, or, like, you well, know, yeah, it's, in it's, some cases. It's one of those ones she comes from a XCOM Civ background, which might be a good thing for this one. It It's just not... It, I would not think someone going from kind of a tactical strategy background would want to get into the action pseudo rpg heavy narrative fps game but yeah no i think what henry's saying is absolutely correct where it's studio head not like yeah lead programmer i don't know yeah i mean even like you know i I, you know ken levine i i don't know how just how important he was to that story it's hard to tell because there's also a team of writers in these games I get the impression he was pretty involved given that uh, the one he wasn't involved with Bioshock 2 it felt off to a bunch of people like there's something but there was also a totally different studio so read into that yeah, as much I, as you it, will the funny thing is I actually enjoyed Bioshock 2 so I, I did played- too I played all of them. I mean, I, I played the three, yeah, the three of them. I, I, played I all might of them argue and... the one that he was involved with I disliked the most. <laughs> like, Infinite, yeah. the one that people are like, this is what Bioshock is meant to be, I fucking do not like. Yeah, honestly, I was like, I was really disappointed with Infinite, to be honest. I feel like it had a storyline that seemed rushed and not finished, and then, I don't know. There's, I don't want to go into that. I mean, we don't need to go into that, but yeah. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, I, I played them all and I generally enjoyed them. I liked two a lot, actually, I think. It, yeah. But yeah, and I was kind of disappointed by Infinite. But in any case, we're going to get another one. And I wonder which uh, philosophy they're going to take on this time. Yeah. <laughs> Will there be a lighthouse? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, so Nintendo had a uh, Nintendo Indies World thing. They showed off a bunch of games. The it was more of announcements, so we're getting Axiom Verge 2, and it looks like definitely more Axiom Verge. A little different, yep. though. More thrown weapons, I guess, is the takeaway I'm getting from the trailer. Hmm. Uh, for those who liked Axiom Verge, this is good news. For those who did not like Axiom Verge, I suspect this will do nothing to change your opinion of that. Yep. <laughs> um, 
sports story appears to be yet another attempt to make a uh, Wii Sports for the current platform. This one, no, sorry, not something else. Um, this is the weird RPG that's got like an insane amount of sports in it. Like, if you want, if you wanted more RPG in your Mario Tennis, fucking sports story might be the game you're looking for. <laughs> there was some other game like this I'm trying to remember that like Golf Story or something. Like, this feels like a sequel to something else. I'm looking at the trailer again that I remember being a thing and just can't remember. But the trailer involves a guy drop kicking a um beach volleyball, which I think is pretty fucking cool, and also hitting a bat into a uh, hitting a ball into a goal with a bat. So <laughs> it seems like some dumbass sports in the best way. Oh shit! I forgot about the toaster batting thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Skatebird looks amazing. It's it's tiny birds on tech decks. You know what a tech deck is, and uh, I, I'd go so far as say these birds are rad. Yeah, and they're super, and they're hyper realistic, and they are adorable. This is kind of amazing. <laughs> that is pretty fucking sweet. I gotta, I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that looks... and this is straight up tech decks, man. Yeah. you know, the, like look at tech I mean, decks rise like... again. Yeah, <laughs> we got Gleamlight as part of this list, which. Oh, that looks interesting. They did Bloodstain. Oh, okay. I like the art style. It appears to be a game that you go from left to right killing things, or right to left. Probably a Castlevania-ish, just based on what I'm seeing in these trailers, or seeing well, these pictures. The fact that it's done by the same studio that did Bloodstained, it's yeah. definitely going to be a side-scroller game. I mean, that's... That's a fair point. That's that. That's probably really should lead me to that conclusion. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It has, it has an interesting look to it. I mean, it's literally looks like stained glass mm -hmm. like everything is stained glass kind of so definitely has an interesting visual aspect to it yeah That's, i think but, it uh, looks gorgeous personally the art style is fucking great yeah. <laughs> yeah or maybe it's just like my affinity for like that old school like or just 2d platforms just tend to have a really good art style you can get away with i think like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I, I know Charlie's not a huge fan of 2D side-scrollers, but, like, I don't know. I think I think 2D side-scrollers, especially, like, ones like these, can you really get away uh, with, like, this aesthetic style, I think. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Super Mash, which kind of appears to be a game I thought you could only experience at indie kind of event shows, where it's mash, like, the game mashes up genres for you, so you could have a platformer JRPG, or a Metroidvania JRPG, or a tank platformer, it looks like. I the trip. This is actually already up on the Epic Game Store if you want to go check this out. It's coming to the Switch in the near future. Uh, this looks weird. In kind of a looks, cool way. Yeah. I think it's a fun concept. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. I know. I may have to check this out now that I know it's actually on the Epic Game Store. I didn't pick that up initially. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Indeed it does. Yeah. We have Boyfriend Dungeon, which sounds like that's up my alley because I like dating sims mashed up with anything. And this is dating sim plus what looks kind of like a, a dungeon crawler. Looks yeah. like a dungeon crawler type game. So that's cool. Yep. I I just kind of enjoy, I guess I'm, I'm guessing these are the boyfriend cards where you can at least date a pop idol who likes playing guitar, chilling, and horror movies and dislikes shallowness and fan clubs. <laughs> but I'm loving it because it's like I'm looking at the artwork and 
Yeah. They they they're making some It's got a nice hot, style hot to boyfriends. it. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's stylized, you know, slightly realistic but still stylized and it looks nice. Yep. You know, I just, you know, and in game like the uh I kind of like the aesthetic of the in game as well. It's kind of simplified cartoonish. Oh, I like yep. it. Yeah, it might be fun, yeah. And next up we got Murder by Numbers. It just looks all right. Delightful, I think is probably the right word for this weirdness. Yeah. Huh. It's it's a puzzler. Yes, it's it's made by well a, a weird team. Uh, which, like well, my guess of- would be this is like Professor Langton, but I have nothing to base that on except it's a puzzler with a, apparently a heavy story element to it. Well, I mean, it's by the Ace Attorney, yeah, the, uh, people, but it also by the. Hatful boyfriend. If you're not aware of that, oh, I know Hatful boyfriend. boyfriend. It's the pigeon yep, simulator. The, uh, for our listeners, that is the that is the you got to date them is, birds. You got to date them birds. Yep. Uh, Last but not least of new games is the Survivalist, mm. which which I've heard of that. I forget where I heard about it, but in any case, It's yeah. got kind of a fun Metal Slug art style to it, but it's also got kind of a Don't Starve vibe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it looks... It, yeah, the way it's described seems like it's kind of like Don't Starve. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. I dig the art style, though. And uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath, my favorite of the Oddworld games, has come into the Switch mm-hmm. along with the Talos Principle and Dauntless. Already out, I believe. Yeah, Dauntless has been out for a while. No, no, but Dauntless yeah. is now on the Switch. Yeah, that's what I'm like, they're they're including, and I think they're actually with them adding it to the Switch. You still have full access to the cross-platform. Play it has to, yeah. Have. I think yeah. it's if if you don't, that makes the point of having it on the Switch useless. I'm still not sure I want to play that game on a Switch because of you know online, but. Looks like they showed off a few more, including some previews of Streets of Rage 4, which, that's a weird one. Alright, so, and I had some, had some long discussions, actually, in somebody's chat. Uh, uh, somebody that I, that I follow was playing uh, a, a few games in the Streets of Rage series, and, of course, that chat started talking about Streets of Rage 4, and I think Do the people gameplay's... care enough about Streets of Rage at this point to get excited about this? I I think so, but in any case, it looks it looks like they're really trying to replicate the feel of it. Like, but the art is kind of weirdly all over the place because some of it looks like they traced it in the wrong aspect ratio, so the characters look too thick. It's it's hard to describe, but it's like it's like they traced it the characters as they as they looked in kind of a a squished aspect ratio. So the way they look is they look too thick, basically. They're too wide. It's kind of weird looking. And then it that artwork does not mesh well with some of the new characters that or the sure. new draw artwork that they've added. It doesn't seem to fit. Like it seems incongruous. So mm. I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to play well, but I'm not so sure about the art direction. So yeah, but that's, I, I like I like side scrolling, kind of beat them up. So. That's that's why I have a bit to say about that one. Sure, but that's kind of it. But that's kind of cool that Nintendo's doing indie yeah, let's, events. Yeah, let's I have run through a couple others. Um, 
Dreamscaper, which I'm not sure I know anything about, uh, Bacon Switch, Sailforth, and Liberated were also announced as part of this. Mm-hmm. We could probably track more down, but they're not advertising kind of easy access links for it. Yeah. So, what the hell is ba- Bacon Switch? That I'm curious about. <laughs> is it a Cooking but... Mama game? Is it like Undercooked? <laughs> Oh, it's already on Steam. Okay, yeah, these are ones I think that are coming yeah. from other places. Yeah, so those, yeah, those are ones that just haven't come to the Switch yet. So, oh yeah, this is totally um overcooked. Ah, or at least in some way, it's sure. Maybe it's more mini game driven, but it's got an overcooked vibe to it. Hmm. All right, what next? Um, let's talk about Nazis for a second. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. I'm loving uh, okay. that I, transition. This, I did not ever expect that this would take the turn. Um, but okay. We're going right from Nintendo to Nazis for no apparent reason. Um, yeah. Right, so I, I think of the three of us, Henry was most kind of aware of this one, so he actually feels strongly more about it. But maybe strongly is the wrong word. Was more actively aware of it. But it, yeah, probably no one's surprised. There was surprisingly prolific. Nazi groups on um fucking Steam, and because of Germany's rules against kind of Nazi imagery, those have finally been kicked off the platform. Yeah, good, fuck them. But remember, yep. Epic Store bad, Steam good. Yep. But yeah, the uh, but yeah, essentially, I mean, the way if you aren't familiar with the way German law works on that is if it's only for research or teaching or criticism or satire. So that's the only ways that you are allowed to utilize, basically, things associated with Nazis. Yeah, any of the imagery or anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's because of that, finally, finally Steam cracking down on people that, on groups that made no, it was really clear that they were just, Nazis, actual just Nazis. So I mean, people have been using it because obviously Steam wasn't policing it. So I mean, like Vice had already reported on this some time ago, um, and so, but yeah, it's yeah. Some of them with some pretty horrible, like I'm not even I'm not even gonna mention what some of the groups descriptions were. Leave it to your imagination. They were fucking Nazi groups on Steam. Yeah, so, so, good fucking riddance, and finally, but there's probably still some floating around in there, but some of the, like, yo, yo, thank you to the uh, German government for, like, pointing it out in Steam and saying, yeah, you gotta get these off your platform. So, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Yep. And nothing of value was lost. Yep. Yep. Let's turn back to another reveal list. Let's cover the uh, Sony state of play real quick. All right. Indeed. Uh, so uh, this is so state of play was where the Resident Evil Three thing got announced as part of that, but it's kind of made its rounds as separate things as part of the same thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Three will get an expansion called. Uh, I'm not sure I actually have a name. Mm, I don't see a name for it. Yep. The Untitled Goose game comes to the platform on December 17th, so by the time you're hearing this, it will probably be either out or almost out. Dreams, the incredibly ambitious, insane, 
idea for a game that they've been betaing for about two years now, I want to say, is officially mm-hmm. launching on February 14th, just in time for Valentine's Day. So if, even if you have nothing planned, you can make something planned. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. The game, I've, I've always thought the idea for the game was really cool, and just some of the stuff I've seen in YouTube coming out of that game seems fucking badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just kind of a cool idea in general. Yeah. And, yeah, basically, it's make your own game, and Indeed. it's already, yeah, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hmm. Yeah. Last but not least is Spellbreak, any Battle Royale game coming, roleplay and magical combat from Proletariat is coming to beta soon, so we're now doing betas on plat- Sony platforms, apparently, so. Yeah, that game's been in beta for a while. It's on the Epic Store, and I actually have access to Spellbreak hmm. beta. Um, but it's an interesting concept because it's not like your running gun, whatever, like battle royale game. Yeah, it's You're literally magic. like a like a magic caster throwing yeah. spells out, and that's how you eliminate people. Yep. So, which I can dig that. Yeah, it's a nice twist on it. As part of this, we got some kind of release date information. Uh, Paper Beast, the VR sandbox game, is coming out first quarter twenty twenty, so in the near future. The new Predator game that we are unsure if we think looks cool or not got a new trailer that makes it look. A hell of a lot cooler in my book, except for one very specific part. Mm. I don't remember mm. Predators ever fucking using bows. Mm, I, nope, I remember bows being used against Predators. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they learn? I, <laughs> I thought they'd more transcended bows, but who the fuck knows? But that's coming out April 24th, 2020. There's a bunch of cool trailers out there that show off some stuff. There's gonna be Predator classes along with the human stuff going on for kind of diversifying that game, so excellent. At the same time, though, too, just add the Predator to Dead by Daylight. Just a thought. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we saw some new footage of Babylon's Fall from Square Enix. It looks like a Square Enix gig. And last but not least, Super Liminal, a perspective and physics-based game that has an undisclosed date. All this and more was shown off. So yeah, that's... Uh... That's man, man, that's kind of an interesting set of games that they're announcing. At least announcing. Yeah, we didn't for. get our uh, so mm-hmm. Ghost of Tunisia. Sorry, not Shadows of Ghost. Shadows. I think it's Ghost. Tsushima. Tsushima. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's my best part. Is fucking up. Uh, we'll get to that more. We get to the Game Awards because as part of the Sony thing, they said, "Yo, you're getting a trailer as part of the Game Awards." Yep. Yeah. Which is neat. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Um. We got two last things where we get to our uh, 2019 Game Awards coverage, and that'll be a big chunk of time. Uh, Niantic raised uh, hundred thousand, sorry, a hundred thousand bucks for STEAM education, which is fantastic. STEM, not STEAM, seems a different education. Yeah, yeah, STEM. So that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. mathematics. I, so this is gonna sound dumb. When did the phrase STEM start making the rounds? Because I don't think that was a phrase used when I was growing up. No, it was really around kind of more the 2000s, maybe late 90s. It was definitely... Started... It's surprised you didn't hear it make the rounds, Charlie. That I'm may be a West you. Coast thing. So I don't... It, okay. Because I definitely heard it growing up. Yeah, I, I... Maybe I just didn't know about it growing up. Like, I don't remember that phrase. I remember, like, very deliberately... Not deliberately, but like I didn't hear that phrase used in context of education until 
maybe the last 10 years or something, like when I got to college, maybe still longer than 10 years ago, but not in high school or middle school kind of thing or prior to that. I mean, I lost one where I was going, where I was going at the time, but yeah, no. Yeah, I also remember when it was called IMAX for a while. That's a way worse name. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... It's the name of a bad sex toy company or something. No, so IMAX was a separate program that was similar to, like, a STEM program, but it was integrating mathematics and technology. Sure. It, was it mathematics and technology and education or something like that? So, but yeah. No, I, STEM has been... I've, I've heard that when I was going through high school, and I graduated high school in early 2000, so I'm surprised you didn't hear it, but again, it could be a regional thing. Maybe they talk yeah, about the I, West it, Coast. The magnet school system is far more prevalent on this coast than it is on the East Coast as well. Yeah. At least the part of the East Coast I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Mm. But hey, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least for our Game Awards coverage, uh, they are re-releasing Jack and Daxter. Woo. And proceeds for the physical versions are going to charity. So, yeah, they already sold out of them. I think they, yeah. So, yeah, every, like, all the physical versions have actually sold out. You can still get the digital versions of them. But as far as the physical versions, all the proceeds from the physical versions are going to charity, which is super cool. That's really, um, that includes Child's Play, Dagers, Able Gamers, which I'm familiar with, Canine for Warriors, Surf Rider Foundation, and the LGBT Center of Los Angeles, which is really great. I mean, so that's super cool. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's a really neat thing for them to do, especially considering it's like, you know, uh, there's, you know, whenever there's a re-release of a game, it's like, oh, you're just kind of a cynical crash grab. So the studio's like, you know what? Let's make this a whole lot less cynical and give to charity. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now for the main event. The Game Awards. Yeah. So I think we're going to kind of break this into two halves. Obviously, if you watch the Game Awards, you got to watch it unfurl in uh, the correct order of things. We're going to cover the reveals, and then we're going to cover the winners, if people are okay with right. that. That works for me. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, uh, arguably the biggest thing to come out of the Game Awards is we now know that Project Scarlet is the Xbox Series X. A, depending on which picture you're looking at, gigantic rectangular obelisk of a console, which I think is fucking fantastic. It's That's a great amazing. choice for a console look. I, with you. It is some like anti-futurist shit, and I am behind it. And uh, it's kind of small. I mean, I'm just looking at it in relation to the size of the controller beside it, and yeah. That's not very big. Well, that's just it. Like, depending it's... on which picture you're looking at, like I think the actual dimensions are bigger than that picture would lead you to believe, but it's been kind of all over the place. Yeah, but it's definitely a design uh it's not i i say it's weird because all right a lot of people like to put these systems into their multimedia things you know underneath their tv or whatever that ain't gonna fit anywhere yeah i go the opposite direction and kind of want what to happen to be 
I want them to make a thing I can just place a piece of metal on top of and turn into a coffee table. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what this looks like, but yeah. It looks like it could probably be turned on its side. It, they confirmed it, you can do both, yes. But it is kind of an awkward, like, it's tall. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's even on its side, it looks like it'd still be kind of tall, really. Yeah. So it's, well, it's a weird one. I believe it's been said that it will work from either orientation, like you can place it on its back if you want, or... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, that's what they did with the, you know, the Xbox 360, so I mean, yep. you know, why not? You know, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, you know, and and the Xbox One does that as well. I mean, they started with the Xbox 360, then the One does it, and of course, this, yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, it's, it's a weird name. Indeed. Better than X-Bone. It's, yeah. But this one's going to be the Xbox Sex. Yep. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Plenty of space for your fleshlight in that container. Yep. So you can only fuck the Xbox. Uh... Well, you know, we've already seen the, the actual, actual sketchy system come out, and it's shaped like a boob. So... We've talked about it on this podcast, even, sadly. Yep. Anyway, he's <laughs> on to the next So let's thing. just start rolling through stuff now, shall we? Uh, we got a trailer for, the, I believe it's the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance expansion DLC, whatever the fuck you want to call it. it seems to be X-Men focused. It brings you Gambit, Cable, Iceman, and I believe it's Phoenix. Mm. Phoenix Jean Grey, sorry. I, it very much appears to be more... If you like that game, I'm sure you're happy. Yep. Hmm. It's called Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Yep. And the Marvel Alliance is a good series of games. It yeah. has been generally, so... I think it's just limited by being only on the Switch at this point, but... Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have what I thought was just a delight to watch the trailer for how weird it was, Man Eater. I don't know if this is Hitman, but you play as a shark... Or just like a goat game, but you play as a shark. But any game that lets you leap from pool to pool in a backyard to kill people is a game I am on board with. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks <laughs> fucking weird in the best way. I'm not sure if I love that more or the part where they go to like the future and it's a cyber shark. <laughs> like it's called Evolve and you become like this high tech futuristic shark. It's great. But yes, that's also a thing. Uh, Humankind also got announced. It. I thought this one's been on the radar in some ways for a while. I remember seeing stuff about it. I can't. I'm assuming it's a turn based game similar to Civ. It does not appear to be. Yeah. RTS. Yeah. Uh, the, the winner for the Charlie Ammerman Best Trailer of the Game Awards is the No More Heroes 3 trailer. Which, if you have mm. not watched it, you should go watch it for, like, the fucking. The thing is, yeah, almost like five minutes long, the first four and a half minutes of it, maybe even like four minutes, 45 seconds of it, are this like weird anime that you're like, what the shit is this? This looks delightful and weird. And then like it goes full No More Heroes in the last like tail end of it. And you're like, what the fuck? And then Travis Touchdown shows up and it's like, I'm going to murder all these fuckers. (laughs) I'm like, yes, this is what I want. (laughs) <laughs> yep. So that's uh I assume Suda Goichi is involved. Oh yeah, in this no, he's he's been up front being like, yo, I'm making another one, or this is he, he's on he's in. 
I'm not sure you could yeah. make a No More Heroes game without him being involved just for like, yo, how much wrestling yeah. do we put in this all of wrestling? Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not sure if this has been revealed yet, but as in case it has been, a reminder that we will be seeing this. April 3rd, yep. 2020. Available worldwide on the PlayStation 4. Coming to other stuff eventually. Did we get a date for other stuff eventually? Nope. No, we did not. We also got a first look at uh, the bat. Uh, sorry, not the bat. Um, Joker's model for Mortal Kombat. It looks like the Joker. Yeah. Doesn't have the word damaged across its forehead, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> we also got a new trailer for the sequel to Hellblade, um, Satsuna's Sacrifice Hellblade, uh, Satsuna's Saga Hellblade 2, and as intrigued as I'm I should... I'm hyped for that. I, I am too, so as intrigued as I should have been about Hellblade 1, because it's got Viking and stuff, I I never actually... I never didn't do much with that game kind of thing. This trailer alone is like some fucking bombastic, like, what the shit is going on? I don't buy lots of video game soundtracks, but if all of the soundtrack is like the music for this trailer, I am gonna get this... Tra- I'm gonna buy that soundtrack. Like, just... They've sold me alone on how creepy this trailer is. <laughs> but yeah, the first one is great. Uh, it's Sinusa, sorry, not Sinusa. I'm not sure why I was Sinua. Yeah. Sinua. Sinua. Sinua Saga Hellblade 2 was Sinua's Sacrifice Hellblade. Yep. Yep. Coming to Xbox. Probably other stuff eventually, but who knows. Uh, Godfall, the first game announced for the PS5. Interesting. It's being published by Gearbox. It's a developer I've never heard of before. It's been described as a slasher, as a looter slasher. So Destiny mm. with swords, but Destiny also has swords, I guess. Um, <laughs> the trailer for it is weird because it's got kind of like the what's shown off is this real kind of slick, almost like Warframey power armor aesthetic thing for the characters. I don't know, but yeah, I, dude has a lion head. Mm-hmm. I think that lion head is literally his face because he's glowing pretty much it from the inside out on that thing. So I am tentatively curious on this one. Same. It looks potentially cool. Is that weird dragon? Uh, Bravely Default fans will be happy to know we're getting a new Bravely Default. Bravely Default two. I really would like to play that. I just yeah, I don't it's weird. Have a so I, I know the original Bravely Default had a beautiful like art direction to it. I'd completely mm-hmm. forgotten. I'm watching this being like, shit, this game is pretty to look at. Uh, no official date yet, but it's coming next year, apparently. So fingers crossed. It actually sticks to that. The weird thing is, this is the third game in the series. Uh, what's the second one? Um, Bravely Second. Yes. But this one's Bravely Default 2. That's yeah. numbering. What is that? What are numbers even? Yeah, who the fuck cares? Red Dead Redemption 2 took place for Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. Uh, we got a new trailer for kind of the upcoming Warframe expansion, Warframe Empyrean. It feels mm. to be very Railjack-focused, so that should mm. make Warframe people happy. I I need to get back into that game. They've added enough weird stuff, I'm curious. I've also heard a bunch of people saying this is like one of the best times to jump into the franchise, because people need to cruise, and it's a good way to level up your stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering Arena, which was fucking pushed through the entire show. Like, I think every kind of commercial interruption or commercial is the wrong phrase. Like, every few trailers was like them going, yo, 
Magic the Gathering. You remember that shit? If you're into magic and or if you're looking for a Hallstone alternative, why not magic? I guess I don't fucking know. Uh, Control's getting an exp- getting a expansion called Expeditions. They appear to be kind hmm. of new artifact missions. I guess I'm not sure you'd call those the sorry the changed objects. It's they appear to be out of space things. They showed off a couple objects. The spaces look cool as hell. They also announced, a, I believe it's a new DLC called, like, The Foundation or something. Hmm. Double check on that. Yeah, the uh, expeditions are coming free to all if you own the game. And those are available now kind of thing. There's also something, they show off something creepy happening as well. The Foundation, uh, Expansion 1 comes out March 26th called The Foundation. I'm assuming that will be paid for. We also got a game called Sons of the Forest Reveal. I'm assuming this is a sequel to The Forest? Mm, I don't know. It just looks super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only say it looks like it, I'm assuming it's a sequel to Sun to the Forest just because it's got similar character design and all that jazz. I it's got kind of that survivalish vibe to it. Like you start off with an axe. You gotta do axe things to survive, and the monsters are terrifying. You just gotta ask them a couple questions. Yeah, I set you up for that one, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> I apologize, dear listeners. We also got our first look at a League of Legends spin-off game, uh, the Ruined Ruined Kingdom, a League of Legends story. Uh, it was mostly just a big fancy trailer for that we're used to for League of Legends stuff with no actual gameplay shown, but pretty, I guess. It's spooky. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance got announced with a weird-looking trailer. I have, if you either of you have not watched this, you should definitely go check it out. Like something about the animation for it makes me think it's a VR game. Hmm. Like it's got a flailiness to the animations that seems very VR. Character. Well, it's just Dark Alliance. I don't think it's officially Baldur's Gate. It's just going to be Dark Alliance. Yeah, it's Dungeons and Dragons so. Dark Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spiritual successor at most, but... Well, seeing as Baldur's Gate is Dungeons and Dragons, it's kind of... Yes, but no, but yes. Well, I imagine it might not... Well, I guess it's probably still gonna... It's gonna still take place in the Forgotten Realms campaign. Yeah. But maybe it won't be having anything to do with Baldur's Gate, that area. I'm okay with that. Mm. Which, yeah, I mean, let's... There's a lot of Forgotten Realms. I've played I know, a lot I used of Baldur's stuff, both in tabletop. Uh, well, I've played, I played tabletop gaming. Like I played uh, Forgotten Realms campaigns yeah. for quite a while. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot there, and so yeah, yeah. We got uh, an official release date for Orion uh, and the Will of the Wisps, March 11th, 2020. It looks more like more worry. Coming to the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh I love the art style of this next one, but I'm not sure I'm ever going to play it. Just it looks like it's a top-down uh, twin stick. But uh, Weird West, a Devolver joint, meaning it's being published by them, so actually all you need to know. Uh, it's uh, some type of Western game with a lot of mysticism mixed in. Like, there's a dude panning for gold, and there's teeth in his bowl at one point in the trailer. Uh, it's This game looks fantastically weird in all the best way possible. Like, it's got a heavy dose of Western occultism, which uh, is not a setting a lot of games take place in. It's a thing I am especially fond of because it's another kind of weird Lovecraftian interpretation of mythical creatures. Uh, it's 
There's so much cool stuff you can do with that setting, too. But it's coming from the guys, that have the teams that brought us Dishonored and Prey. It's their new studio. They just kind of stood up with, like, Iowa Wolf Eye or something along those lines. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the setting. The art style looks cool. If it plays yeah. the way I suspect it does, I won't be checking it out. But at the same time, I might because it seems cool as hell. And it's from that team. So, yeah. Sorry, I may have gotten my Magic games confused, because Magic uh, Legends is the one they kept pushing, which I'm assuming is a card battle system, but I'm not sure. Um, it looks to be more of a live act, like an action game. An MMO, maybe? I don't know, honestly. An MMO! Like, okay, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a new MMO action RPG from the creators of Neverwinter. Okay. That actually could be a thing. Because that is a setting that pr that uh, provides well to an MMO-style thing, potentially. And it's a setting with a lot of history. Yeah. So Magic's been around for a long time, and there's been a lot that they've written about it at this point, so there's some pretty deep lore that they can dig yeah, into for this. It's weird lore, so. too, that conflicts with itself. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, that's, so yeah, I'll be, I'm, I'll be, I'm interested to see, like, what point or if they're just going to go from now like or if they're going to start sometime in the sort of you know before like in the past but you know which era that they're going to place this in but yeah definitely a lot of lore to work with yeah it's it's where those like um i think it's called core junk or something there were a couple mmos that got announced like this week that i can't help but be curious about yeah I'm going to try and get into the beta for that thing and check that shit out. Uh, Ghost of Tunisia. Of Tunisia? Am I pronouncing that right, Henry? Tsushima. Tsushima. I keep looking at it and reading it wrong. Ghost of Tsushima still looks fucking badass. This one also got yep. the uh, live-scored treatment from the Game Awards, so that made it extra cool. I, the game just looks breathtaking. Not a lot of gameplay shown as part of this, but I'm not sure what I was expecting. Uh, the samurai combat seems to be samurai combat. It is indeed the game we all think it is. I don't think it's going to be like uh, Neo or Dark Souls hard. I think it's going to be more of an action game, but who knows? Keep your eyes on this for the future, I suppose. Um, next up, we've got Gears Tactics, the kind of world premiere of that. Uh, this looks real cool to me. Like, the story they're potentially telling seems cool, and I think the XCOM style in this for a Gears game, it'll be a departure, but it works setting-wise, because that game's all about trench warfare and fighting overwhelming situations. I Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. It, it looks as good as an XCOM game, I guess, does in my book, so... And the villainous priest you're going after seems like a cool villain. It's also apparently 40-plus hours long. So... Mm. Yeah. And it retains that uh, gears just over-the-top brutality, which I'm all for. <laughs> It's one thing to use a chainsaw bayonet, another to tell someone to use a chainsaw bayonet. Yeah, I, I'm weirdly excited for this one. Mostly because it's a Gears game that looks to be a little bit different. I've always wanted to see more done with the Gears franchise. Uh, next up is, I'm not going to try and pronounce this one, um, Naraka Blade Point. It appears to be um, an action game again. It's got some style to it. I Looks, yeah, it looks a lot like Sekiro. Maybe, it's, honestly. It doesn't look as brutal as Sekiro does, but 
I'd say more like Onimusha, maybe. Mm. But the... But yeah, it seems to have a bit of the, I don't know, a combat with a certain amount of stealth. Yeah. So. A lot of grappling hooking going on in this trailer, which is cool. <laughs> it was like, um, not Onimusha, um, fuck, what's it called? Tenchu. That feels like it might be more apropos comparison, because there's definitely boss fights, but they're not, like, Sekiro or Dark Souls-style boss fights where it's just you getting beaten down and barely pulling through. I, I don't know. It's got grappling point. It's got grapple mechanics. And by that, I mean grappling hook mechanics. Uh, Black Desert Online is now available on your phone. If you were playing that, I don't know if it's got cross-save or anything. I suspect not. We finally got a trailer for the complicated New World MMO that Amazon's been working on for a while. It kind of looks cool in my book, which I feel bad about saying. Cause that game is kind of shittily about colonialism. So what ga- what game is that? Uh, New World. I, I believe it's an mm. MMO that Amazon's been working on. Um, there's a couple of games that kind of the same plot line to them. But man, do these conquistadors look evil is all I'm saying. And man, is that a triple barrel shotgun. And yep, they are fighting centurions now. Before we move on. I think it's an MMO. Yeah, it's an MMO. Hmm. It's yeah, it's had a bit of a kind of a weird lifespan so far because of what its setting is. Uh, Nine to five got announced. It's being pushed as kind of a more tactical shooter, uh, kind of like a Rainbow Six. Its trailer was weird as shit. Kind of taking the piss out of um, Fortnite a little bit. Yep. Wolf Among Us two got announced. Uh, how the fuck we're getting that? Because I'm not sure Telltale's totally reformed again, but it's. Cool that a game that got announced is back from the studio dissolving death, I suppose. Yeah. Um, if people are interested, Wolf Among Us 1 is for free on the Epic Game Studio, yeah. right? Or Epic Game Store right now. Yeah. So if you want to pick that up and play that's it, that's actually a good reminder. If you have not been doing the free Epic Game Store thing, what the fuck's wrong with you? I get Epic bad, but also it's free fucking games. There have been some good ass games on there. Epic yeah, bad. And, yeah, and it's not free, you know, free weekend or something. We're just talking about you keep you keep these games forever. Yeah, it's a, it is at a minimum a cynical ploy to make you expand your Steam library, not Steam library, Epic Game Library, the point where you might consider just buying games for it. Like it's a somewhat yeah. brilliant marketing move. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of timely considering the release of this. So I mean, yeah, if you want to catch up on it. Get it for free. Yeah. We got a cinematic trailer for, I'm assuming, the new Elder Scrolls Online expansion. Elsewhere? 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 It got dragons, mm. that's all I know. <laughs> and neon green seems to be the color palette of this one. I feel like we've seen this trailer somewhere before, at least I have. But, I don't know. I think this is, yeah... I, I'm almost positive I've seen this at some other point before, though, too. Oh, it's out now. Sorry, my bad. That might be what I'm thinking of. Um, Asgard's Wrath is a new Oculus Rift platform game. It looks like combat. It's got decapitation. Hmm. I think this one might be out as well. Yeah, but it's as also out right now. I- I'm not sure. We may be into stuff that's overlapping between stuff that is advertising as part of it versus 
new. Uh, probably the weirdest thing is we're getting Fast and the Furious Crossroads, a video game starring Vin Diesel as Vin Diesel in a video game. <laughs> Shows off a car tank at one point that feels weirdly out of place and also not out of place enough for the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> no idea if it's canon. <laughs> but that kind of does it for the trailers and reveals portion of this. Oh, you missed what one. I miss? Um, the creator of PUBG. Oh, right. Release a uh, uh, new game was announced, but it's like the trailer doesn't really tell us anything about the game. It's called Prologue. So, is it a prologue uh, yeah. to PUBG? Maybe explain how the fuck we got to PUBG. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? That could be an that could be an idea. But I mean, you know, it's like, but yeah, it was just a trailer, and the trailer really doesn't like seem to be very tell us anything about the gameplay at all so i mean it's just that's gonna be a game the only thing the the only the thing this gives me a vibe for is that it was a remake of the uh slenderman game a long time ago that was like an indie <laughs> game that came out and it very much has that feel so i have a feeling this is going to be something horror-esque related that'd be cool but that'd be my yeah. that's my theory so that could be cool yeah 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 Shall we one? Shall we run through the winners? Sure. All sure. right. So uh, the the big winner of this year, uh, your your game of the year, 2019, according to the Game Awards, of Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Outer Worlds is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. I believe Alex called that one. I think I was yeah. pushing yeah, for Resident Evil. That's too. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. I, so I, good job I, on I know that the one. Smash I community think... is furious about this one. <laughs> I think, I think I said control. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think I said control on that. Yeah, one. I, I, yeah. I think a lot I, of us were guessing Death Stranding might have gotten it just because it's Kojima. Yeah, yeah. But but you called but you called Sekiro, and there it goes. There it is. So. Yeah. But yeah. Next, but not surprising. Great oh, game yeah, no, as far as I've seen. I haven't played it, but yeah, I'm not. I'm now going through my brain trying to figure out just how many of the kind of souls from. From soft games have not won some form of game of the year at some point, and the answer is I think not many of them. Like I think two yeah. is the one that probably didn't. But I'm like I know Dark Souls did. I know um, Bloodborne did because people fucking loved that game too. I would agree. I'm not saying these are like unwarranted wins. I'm just surprised people still have the passion for that style of game at this point that Sekiro won over some other. Like this was a strong year. The contenders in this category were good, except for Smash. <laughs> And next up, we got Best Community Support, which is kind of defined as an ongoing game that, like, uh, had good expansions, I guess, is the way of that is kind of the way of thinking of it, I guess. Um, the uh, options were Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Rain uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Destiny 2 won, which I'm pretty happy yeah. about. And I can see why. Those are some pretty yeah. in depth. Uh, those are some very detailed and very large expansions that yeah, they oh yeah, announced no, for Destiny. And, you know, not to play down, like, Final Fantasy fourteen also had some pretty big ones announced, too. Yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah, Destiny 2, it's a major, yep. massive one this year, so I'm not too surprised by yeah. that. Next up, we have Best Score slash Music. Uh, I guess and Music or Slash, if you want to read that one. Your options were Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Death Stranding won this one. Um, 
think we all picked Saranara Wild Hearts, maybe, or maybe I picked yep. Devil May Cry. Yeah, I, did. I definitely did. I did. Kate is the higher one. Yeah. Uh, best narrative. Your options were A Plague's Tale, Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, or The Outer Worlds. Disco Elysium won. I believe we all picked Plague, but Disco Elysium makes a lot of sense, though, too. Yeah. 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 That, I'm looking forward to when Henry gets a PC that works, because that feels like a very Henry-ass game to go check out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially considering when they won what they announced. Yeah. Or what they said. They uh, they gave a thank you to the writers of the Communist Manifesto, yeah. Engels and uh, Marx, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no reason to kind of you'd know this, but like, there's been a fun like hate around that game because I guess the developers were kind of relatively outspoken communists. And one of the things that's come out of that yeah. is people being like, "It's okay to steal this game. They're communists." It's like that's well, it's bullshit. like some of the. Uh, that makes no sense. Yeah. But some of the but some of the vocal the voice the voice talent on that game are from Chapo Trap House. So I mean, they're way leftists. Yeah. So I mean, that alone should tell you where where their sort of politics lie. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, for best fight, uh, yeah. I I think I thought that was kind of awesome. Yeah. But no. Next up, we have best fighting game. Your options were Dead or Alive Six. Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And that was it. And that was it. There wasn't a, there wasn't a fifth yeah, one. You're, no, you're right. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 won as it should. Super Smash Super Bros. Smash Ultimate. Super Smash Brothers didn't... called that shit! Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a fighting game still. And, and I don't think it's good either. Moving on. Best audio <laughs> design. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, or Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. This went to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I don't even understand that, I really. I kind of do, actually. So I initially was kind of like, what the fuck? And then I checked out some of the sound stuff done for this game, and I need to go play this game, I'm learning. Like, I, it's, I'm not going to play the multiplayer, but some of the campaign stuff they've done is just wild. Like, and it's got some flaws like the whole political controversy stuff surrounding it's very real but like some of the stuff they've done with the gunshot sounds and just how that plays out in the game is impressive unto itself like it's apparently it's a showcase of remember back when call of duty was like a fucking cutting edge franchise and you were like oh shit call of duty and not oh shit call of duty like apparently this is a bit of a return <laughs> to the form of the former where it's like it's like you're, if you don't like Call of Duty, you're not gonna like this game more. But like part of what made like Modern Warfare One way the fuck back when so groundbreaking was how many things it was doing right at the time. Like just it was like wow, this feels gritty in a way a lot of these games don't. Yeah. Next up, best strategy game. Your uh, nominees were Age of Wonders, Planet Fall, Anno eighteen hundred, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms, Tropico Six. And Wargroove, your winner was Fire Emblem Three Houses. You know that dating sim masquerading as a tactical RPG. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, content creator of the year, your nominees were Jack, Courage, Dunlop, Benjamin, Dr. Lupo, Lupo. Um, Ewok, because I'm going to fucking butcher that name. I'm not going to I'm not, I'm put your name through that. Sorry, dude. Uh, Greft and Shroud. Winner was Shroud. 
Yeah. This category was kind of pitched as creators who've done something positive for things. I, I, I don't fully get this category, and we're going to enter in a couple more. I don't fully get these categories pretty damn soon. But it was fun seeing Ninja give it to someone else. <laughs> uh, best Art Direction. Control. Death Stranding. Gris. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Control took this one, and that fucking makes a shit ton of sense. Yeah. yeah. Control is, I mean... It's breathtaking. I kind of went with Sayonara Wild, Wild Hearts because I just think it has a really wild... Yeah. Art direction but control is so cool. The non-Euclidean stuff they do in that game, just yeah. so like the, the way stuff yes. pulses in weird, disgusting, otherworldly ways, like it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, being able to just create the uh, architectures that shouldn't exist. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Next up, best action game. Your options were Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. Devil May Cry 5 won this category, uh, as it should, I guess, in my opinion. Like, no more action game is actionier than that game in many ways. Uh, yeah. There was a funny kind of, if you were a follower of the Game Awards and Devil May Cry moment, where a couple years back, maybe at the first one even, I don't remember... Uh, they played Devil Trigger from the Devil May Cry franchise, but it was one of their kind of live performances, and they just fucking butchered it. Like, it was this monkey paw wish fulfillment nightmare thing that happened, <laughs> and when the when the Capcom, when the, I guess, developer and his translator were walking up to the stage to accept the award, they played the actual game version of that, and I'm like, why didn't they just play this when they played it last time? <laughs> like, we all would have been happy with just a live version of this, not the shitty, like, violin version of Devil Trigger we got. Why? <laughs> it, was, it was fun to see the good version of Devil Trigger appear at the Game Awards after its wronging in previous Game Awards. It was <laughs> such a bad version, it hurt. <laughs> Next up, Games for Impact. Uh, your nominees were Concrete Genie, Gris, Kind Words, Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude. Uh, Gris won this one. I I have to go back and check all of the games out in this category except for Concrete Genie. Like Now that I know what Kind Words is about, that idea just sounds unbelievably adorable to me where it's essentially an anonymous messaging system centered mm. around being a game where like the idea is you just send kind letters to people on the internet. Which also sounds cool yeah. to me too. Nice social thing. Best Family Game, uh, you have Luigi's Mansion 3, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. I, arguably the best joke from the Game Awards came as part of this nomination category, which was, I think Nintendo wins it, and the winner was Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, but holy crap, yeah. All these games are Nintendo games. Yeah. I don't see Super Smash Bros. as a good family game. Maybe it's Tear Apart uh, Families. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Like, that seems like an odd one, but sure. Yeah, no. Uh, next up, we have Best Sports Slash Racing Game. Uh, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fuel, Dirt Rally 2, eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020, F1 2019, FIFA 20. The winner was Crash Team uh, Racing, which we fucking called. 
Yep, yep. I'm so glad that one yeah. over like FIFA and all those. Anytime those games. a weird, fun game can win and the serious games lose at the sports category, I am yeah. happy. Yeah. Something has gone right in the world. The video game one as opposed to the simulation game. Next up, best mobile game. You have Call of Duty Mobile, Grindstone, Sinar, Wild Hearts, Sky, Children of Light, and What the Golf. Uh, uh, Call of Duty Mobile took this one, which I find weird having played that game. It isn't surprising. Oh, yeah. Side note, what the, what, the What the Golf developers pulled a bit of a trick. They brought like a hundred golf balls to the show and rolled them down the aisles at just random times and snuck them in by putting them all in a box and writing it f- writing on the box for Bob like they're gonna like brought a gift for somebody huh. and then they just started they apparently they said we were bored <laughs> and we knew that it was gonna be boring so we just decided guess to- who won't be invited yeah. back next year yeah <laughs> I don't think they care no but <laughs> anyways I just thought that, no, was, that was amusing. Best multiplayer game. Yeah. Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, Tom Clancy's The, Go- the Division 2, and Apex Legend, rightfully so, takes this category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, best ongoing game. Uh, while this sounds like community support, it's slightly different. We're just kind of, it's the general concept of how it's existed ongoingly. Uh, I know it sounds like a minor distinction to make when they explained as part of the game awards. It, it made sense. It's a weird distinction. Yeah, it's it is. It's support versus kind of perpetual existence. And the nominees for this category are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. You may notice it's almost the exact same list as the previous one that was similar to this, but this time Fortnite wins, which makes sense, I think, when you compare it I to guess. the other winner, which was Destiny. Like, if you're going for, like, what you do to change it up from season to season, the fact that Fortnite 2 kind of wiped out the game and then did Fortnite 2 and had multiple in-game concerts, it's weird, but, like, that's cool for an ongoing game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best VR and or AR game, Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, Trover Saves the Universe, obviously Beat Saber 1. Yep. <laughs> we called that one. Yep. Uh, best uh, performance, meaning voice acting. Ashley, or I guess motion capture as well, hypothetically. Ashley Birch as um, Pravati Holcomb. Uh, Courtney Hope as Jesse Friedman from Control. Sorry, uh, Ashley Birch's character was in Outer Worlds. Laura Bailey as Kat Diaz from Gears 5. Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff, uh, as Cliff from Death Stranding. Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper Darling from Control. And Norman Reus is Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding. And Mads Mikkelsen wins his first Game of the Year award. Rightfully fucking so. I play that game at yep. this point to see more of his scenes. He's a brilliant yeah, I, actor. He is. Yeah, I have a super crush on him. And so, yep, I, I'm very happy with that. He's amazing yep. as an actor. Great range. Awesome. But. Yep. Yep. Though I... I Personally, still have to give a you know, special, kind of a special award to the guy who played Doctor Casper. Yeah, on... it's a strong list. Like, there's no bad performance on this one. Yeah, seriously. Like the weakest yeah. is Norman Reedus's Sam Porter, and that's still a compelling one. And that's weird to yeah. say. <laughs> Weak as in it's less than the other options. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, player's voice. This was a uh, voted on category by the general public. Uh, it's kind of the, the player's choice award, if you will, on this one. I don't fucking know. Uh, your options are Death Stranding, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And in a surprise to me, Fire Emblem Three Houses took this category. Yeah, that kind of surprised me too. Smash to community honest. is passionate and horrible. Yep. And Death Stranding exists. Yes. I think that game's more divisive than people give it credit for. Like, I think it's a game that mm. everyone should play, but not everyone's going to like. Like, even me, who keeps plugging away at that game, like, I, I go back to the, I'm not sure I'd recommend that game to people that aren't like you, Henry. Like, I, I don't think Alex would like that game at all. Mm. Or have the time to get to the good parts of that game, really. Because mm. you have to get far into that game before it gets really good. Uh, next up is Fresh Indie Game. Your, um, your, I'm not quite sure what the hell this. I think it's Studio. Yeah. Uh, so you had um, Zaum for Disco Elysium, Nomad Studio for Griffs, Dead Toast Entertainment for My Friend Pedro, uh, Mobius Digital for Outer Wilds, Megacrit for Slay the uh, Slap for that uh, for Slay the Spire Household. Or Untitled Goose Game, and your winner was Zaum for Disco Elysium. Oh, that's House House for Untitled Goose Game. Sorry, what did I say? Household. Oh. House House, my bad. You can see how I got confused. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, so, Disco Elysium. Yep. Uh, racking up another one. I think Disco Elysium winds up being the winningest game of the year, or game of the award Oh, yeah, show. they cleaned yeah. up hardcore, and I'm pretty happy about yeah. that, because it's yeah. So speaking of Disco Elysium, uh, for best role-playing yep. game, your options are Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV, Kingdom Hearts Three, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and The Outer Worlds. No surprise, Disco Elysium takes it here as well. Uh, for best yep. independent game, you got Baba Is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. The winner, once again, is Disco Elysium. For best game direction... Yep. You have Control, mm. Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Wilds. And surprising, very few I suspect, is Death Stranding as the winner of this category. In my opinion, if it was going... Oh, gee. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> so that's the thing. If, if it was going to win anywhere, I think it had to win here. Because, like, love or yeah. hate that game, Kojima is like a ghost in that entire game. He's omnipresent in just how... Like, that is a game, that's a Kojima-ass game. Yeah. yeah. Nothing in that bullshit but is not Kojima. I have to say, I really like the fact that Disco Elysium just cleaned up like crazy, yeah. because for me, it's a slap in the face to every gamer who's like, I don't want politics in my game, nobody wants politics in games. And I think people are saying that with just, like, the vocal people that are like, no, I want this to be simple, and... Women to be hot in my video games, and all my characters to be male, and me, me. Yep, I'm afraid and of change. And here's Disco Elysium, literally voice acted by Chapo Trap House. Yep. So, ha <laughs> uh, Next up, we got best action slash adventure game, which is different from action game. How I'll never figure out. But your nominees were yep. Borderlands Three, Control, Death Stranding. Resident Evil 2, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. The winner was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. So, usually the distinction they tend to make is, in an action-adventure game, 
There's some kind of RPG-ish elements. Sure. As well as uh, possibly some, as or some elements that are more like... Uh, uh, it's hard. It's it's a weird one, like you said. I, I, I wouldn't know really yes, how I, to I meant my most as a joke, that. also not totally as a joke. Um, so our, our yeah. last category is esports. Do we even want to cover this? Like, because it's a... I don't have anything to yeah. say about any of these. Uh, excuse I, me, are you telling me you don't want to talk about the best esports coach this year? I, I do not. Sonic crushed it In, in the same way that when we were going through and making our own predictions, we were like, nope, just skipping this category. I don't know enough about any of this shit to have an opinion except on the best esports game and the best esports event. You're yeah. telling me you don't want to give props to Kyle Bugha, Gearsdorf, best esports player of the year. I, I think he's just gotten his props. Um, if we're yeah. doing it this are, way, are we, kind are of... we not gonna <laughs> debate how Alex Golden Boy Mendez got stuffed out this year and lost to Jokes Deportery? <laughs> I, I love how if the first if the name is just too hard to say or for us to figure out, we just default to their gamer tag where it's like, fuck it, who knows how to pronounce the word S J O K Z? We could be right, we could be wrong. You all right? So you you should see the Chance the Rapper SNL skit about no, esports. I, I, I know yeah, the one about hockey, which is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, oh, basically he does the same. It's the same character for esports. Yep. It's. Okay, yeah, that's if you haven't there seen There are it, that's nine super consonants in a row and no vowels. Nope, not pronouncing that one. It's like, yeah. nope. <laughs> <laughs> or Danny Zonic S Absolute Zero Renson for best yep. esports coach. I literally don't know any of these. It's like, yep, don't know any of these. We'll give props to like, uh, the best esports game of the year was League of Legends. The best esports event was the 2019 League of Legends World Championship, and uh, the best esports I, team I, I was G2 Esports for League of Legends. I know, I know all these names so, are confusing, but I think it's pronounced Lieg of Legends. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just appreciating of how... <laughs> I'm just appreciating how, for the most part, like, uh, uh, Blizzard was mostly shut out, though Activision was not with Call of Duty winning twice. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yep, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, a bunch of players yeah, who, I... and people who did really well, I mean, and as well as hosts, I mean, you know, hosts, I guess they mean, you know, the, uh, the casters. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they get their props I, they've evolved they're big winners anyways because they're making lots of money too I, all every, i will also throw down guys. the comment of i think some of the best jokes to come out of this were um memes like holy shit the guy from death stranding is a real person <laughs> yeah uh the, the the ninja versus reggie walk comparisons are pretty good too I, can we make fun of ninja's suit for a second actually he had a uh, go look up a mm -hmm. picture of Ninja from the 2019 Game Awards. Dude is up there in like a fucking camo suit. It is tragic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. I, I will say that I do. I do really enjoy like 
everybody was happy with seeing uh, Ikumi Nakamura yeah. show up. Yep. She's just swell. She is delightful. Yep. <laughs> Continuing to be delightful. Just just wholesome gaming yeah. personality. But yeah. Yeah, that's... Yep. Yeah, Ninja, that's certainly a suit that you could wear. Sorry, I'm just now getting to oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, I, it yeah. is kind of one of those moments where... That's these, certainly a yeah, suit. I, I'm no one to kind of bash someone on fashion choices, because fuck it, I am who I am, and I'm not exactly fashionable, but like... Even I wouldn't go out in public in, like, a televised event in that, where it's like, yo, this designer camo is what I want to be seen in. Yeah. In bad, weird camo. Yes. Indeed. <sighs> yeah, no. I Smash community's outrage out of there being no new Smash character announced at this, but there being a um, Birds of Prey trailer as part of this, I think, was also pretty delectable. <laughs> the salt must flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I yeah. I think it, I think it was cool the uh, uh, the opening band as well. Like, See, uh, I knew about that. every game awards. I keep hoping they're gonna drop the band. Every fucking year, I'm like, maybe this will be the year we finally drop the band. And no, the band keeps showing up. Like. I don't want to see Grimes perform for five minutes. I don't want to know who Grimes I, is either, but that's a separate topic. But this was a really cool band, though. Churches, who are badass. Like, Scottish band. And they're... No, yeah, sure. I like music. I like music, and this is a cool band. Are we establishing I don't like music at this point? <laughs> Maybe? Charlie does not like music, but Henry does. Alex is neutral about his feelings on music, because it keeps him away from World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hmm. Making jokes about whether or not you are in favor of music or not. I, it's This one felt long. Like This one is indeed four hours, according to like the YouTube timestamp. And this obviously is some fluff in that thing. It's like almost a half hour you can jump over. Um, yeah. I don't know. I... I'm not sure I'd recommend going back and watching this one if you haven't yet. It's long. Very long. Yeah. Just watch the trailers for stuff yeah. that came out. You have a list. I mean, we went over the list, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless award shows for gaming stuff is really your thing, cool. But, yep. Eh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, we are already running long recording time-wise, so we're going to um push the few emails we have till next week. Apologies if you're hoping to get in this week. Um, we had nothing kind of related necessarily to the other news this week, so I feel comfortable doing that. If you wanted to send us in an email, how would you go about doing that? Uh, well, the easiest way would be to simply pull up your email client and type in wickedawesomecast at gmail.com and send it. And if you make sure to add a pun, specifically a Blink-182 related pun for next week. I will make sure it gets email. cut. You make sure it gets added and moved up to the front of the line, in fact. So, sit back, relax, take off your pants and jacket. Your coat jacket. What's that email again, Henry? <laughs> that is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Uh, 
Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down the show notes. Spells it sounds. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it sounds so defeated. Uh, I, I can't help it. Blame it on my youth. I do. You've already made that joke twice, too. Well, it's a throwback. Fresh material, Alex. No. Yeah. Oh, Charlie. Every time we do this podcast, I'm reminded how much I miss you. You show it in very strange ways. <laughs> yeah, that does it for this week. Um, we're going to get the hell out of here. Anything? Anyone want to say anything before we get out? Or if we end this? Uh, no, I don't have anything else other than, uh, is next week going to be our Krampus yes, cast Yes, next episode? week will be the Krampus cast, so if you have anything you would like to throw in Krampus' sack, as we say every year, um, send it in. Yeah. Gaming-related, please. Like, we don't want your breakup stories. We do, but it's not Krampus cast appropriate. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. Somebody get a cue us out. Cue the metal! Cue the metal!